wrestling fans of all ages, shapes, sizes, genders, and everything in between. It is time to go to war and be the cure for the Common Wrestling Podcast. Welcome to the revolution. Buzz, buzz, guys. My name is Kate Murphy. What's going on, everybody? This is Will Tarashek, the founder of the Kings of the Rings podcast. What's going on, guys? It is I, the one and only Quiet Riot himself, Zach, your host of the Young Lions Perspective. What's up, guys? This is the Monday Night Delight. Greetings, one and all. This is your Prime Minister speaking, your favorite Canadian Mr. Fret. Hey, what's up, you guys? This is Nate the and Great from the Game Changer Podcast. If you're looking for a network that keeps wrestling real, then you've come to the right place because you're listening to you are listening. To you are listening to you are listening. Then you are listening. Get ready for a war because you're listening to what is going on, everybody. This is King Ricky Rose, your general manager, and you are listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. Now enjoy the show. Are you ready? Dash, perspective. Dot my teespring.co to get your merch now. 
yes, now, it's Black Friday. It's Black freaking Friday. You more than likely aren't going to be going to the malls. And if you are, God bless you, be safe as always. Don't punch anyone in the fucking mouth. That's a felony in most states. Just putting it out there. But if you're like me and you want to stay home and relax and chill and enjoy your Black Friday weekend, your Thanksgiving Day weekend in proper style, head over there. Right now. Do it. Now. Seriously. Get your, get your Black Friday shopping out of the way right now. Get all the wild merch you can. Men's, women's, children's, all that fun stuff. Coffee mugs, organic tote bags, tapestries, beach towels, YLP socks, leggings, t-shirts, face masks, all that fun stuff. But, but, this is a huge thing. Patrons, I know you're getting your 50% off, and I hope you've been enjoying that. And, uh, that's all well and good. But, again, an announcement from the GM of Wrestle Addict Radio. From now until the remain to the rest of this year, until, I guess, basically December 31st at midnight, from here on out, for the rest of the year, 15% off every single time you check out at Teespring, our Teespring stores right now. You do not have, you do not have to be a patron whatsoever. None, what, you, don't, you don't. We would, we'll talk about Patreon later on in the show. But, if you're not a Patreon and you still want to get that dope, dope discount, this will help your cause. Especially if you're Black Friday shopping, if you're planning on getting some YLP merch with a new code, WAR15 OVER. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, let me say that again. WAR15 OVER is the code. Use that right now on any of our Teespring stores, especially my Teespring store. 15% off every single time you check out from now until the, to the end of the year. This is not, not because you're your patron. Enjoy that 50% off when you go to that. But for those of you who don't, and at the moment are considering becoming a patron, hey, 15% off for the remainder of the year with code WAR15 over. Use that at checkout. You get 15% off your entire purchase. And uh, I think that's a fantastic deal going on right now. I'm going to make sure I use that code. All that fun stuff. You should too as well. Again, WAR15 over, 15% off until the end of the year. And when you do get that sweet, sweet YLP merch, I would appreciate it personally. If you went on your Twitter, you went on your Instagrams and all that good stuff and uh, tagged your boy at YL Perspective on Twitter or at Young underscore Lions underscore Perspective on my Instagram, tag me in it, get all the good stuff. And maybe somewhere down the line, you can be featured on a promo with your from your boy uh, talking about the merch uh, with your permission, of course. And uh, yeah, but I would love for you to tag, uh, get that YLP merch, use that code, tag me in your Twitter or your Instagram, and uh, I will give you that love and satisfaction for sure. Uh, That's my boy, uh, big homie, uh, my homie from across the pond, my UK brother from another mother, Jermaine Lang, who got himself some YLP merch from the Pride Collection earlier on this year, and I'm greatly appreciative of that. Again, war 15 over 50% off. 15, I'm sorry, not 50. Jesus Christ, we're, I mean, we're trying to trying to do a thing over here. My goodness. <laughs> uh, again, war 15 over 15% off your entire purchase when you head over to young-lions, that's perspective, dot myteespring.co. Do that right now. All the fun things. Anywho, now that we got that read out of the way, let us, well, before I get into anything, let us talk about ah, 
AEW Dynamite from last week. Also, while right now I'm just you know chatting with you guys, I'm getting my uh, email set up. I actually want to see if I got any email from you guys. I'm being weird today, as I always am with you guys. So, give me a moment. Again, I hope you guys enjoyed your uh, Thanksgiving with all the the turkey, the fixons, all that good stuff. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually tell you something right now. While I'm doing this, just to fill time for a moment, um, I'm not gonna front. What in the fuck is this? Huh? Uh, yes. As usual, email is just weird. Okay, yeah, I don't, I don't want non-comen. No, thank you. And Miss Lady over here, I don't know. Anyway, all right, so nothing from <laughs> my uh, Young Lions perspective email. But again, if you have any questions or concerns, thoughts, um, anything like that from today's episode, or anything you want to talk about, or any questions you may have, do not hesitate to send me an email at younglionsperspective at gmail.com. You can also hit me up on Twitter at YL Perspective, on Instagram at young underscore lines underscore perspective. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know what you know what you think is going on, what you think of the show, what I can improve on, what I may not be talking about, anything at all. Anything. I, I'm, I'm serious. Anything at all. Uh, we can talk about all of that, and hopefully one day I want to get a show where it's just strictly emails uh, from you guys with your questions or anything like that. So, again, I'm trying to create a dialogue with you guys. And all that fun stuff. Okay? Again, younglinesperspective at gmail.com. All right, I'm done rambling. Let us get into this week's episode of Light the Fuse. And may I say, for a show that was building up to next week's episode of AEW Dynamite with Moxley and um, Mr. Kenny Omega. Got a little warming. I'm sweating a little bit. This they've really, really made sure that this was very probably one of the more important episodes of 2020. <sighs> and and everybody and everybody is just like really excited for this huge match between Moxley and Omega, as I am. But that's not that surprisingly is not the most important thing we need to take away from this week's episode of AEW Dynamite. Surprisingly, the most important thing we need to take away from AEW Dynamite this week is that if you take a step back, right, and look at everything that has been given to us and what's been going on, you see how many storylines are so intertwined with each other. I mean, it's crazy. It's quite remarkable, to be, to be truthfully honest, how AEW has been able to have this, this many storylines going on, and every single one of them is somehow connected to one another in some way, shape, or form, right? It's crazy to me, you know, this episode was kind of like that, kind of that episode where everything really was kind of intertwined with each other. Excuse me. Woo. Somehow all, everything was just like, for the most part, in terms of like the main storylines, and simply just come together and mesh very, very well, which is quite interesting. Um, it's, it's just really wonderful how AEW has been able to develop this, especially over the last, I'd say, four or five months. For my, I can go back as far as July and to see how everything just started to mold together going into, you know, all out season with, you know, MGF and Moxley and, you know, how Jericho and how 
you know, throughout the entire entire the 2020 MJF and Moxley were kind of intertwined with each other. Uh, he could have Sheeta and Nyla Rose for a hot minute. Everything was just seemed to be intertwined. It's now becoming more intertwined than ever, and it's creating very good moments in time where, you know, you can look at a certain point of the last couple of months and you can just be like, this this was where all of this started. This is where everything came, came to be. It's quite in, in, interesting and impressive how AEW has been able to manage this. You know, with, you know, Moxley and Omega, Kingston and Moxley, um, Cody Rhodes and Team Taz, and how they've, you know, sort of integrated into everything with Darby Allen, uh, Ricky Starks, Brian Cage, uh, now the new powerhouse Hobbs, which we'll talk, about, well, we'll talk about that later on in today's episode. Just all of that, being able to just be intertwined, you can go back and forth with certain things of these of these things, even with Death Triangle and the Butcher, the Bunny, and the uh, Eddie Kingston, how that's come about. Add in Lance Archer. We'll again, we'll talk about all this in there. I'm just trying to give you like the sort of like I'm setting the table for you guys. You know how all of these particular people within AEW somehow are intertwined with each other in some way, shape, or form at different points, but all of them are just being able to just create storylines where it's just so damn interesting. Um, one I didn't write down in particular was the, uh, the Young Bucks uh, and the Hybrid 2 uh, feud that's somewhat, that's kind of going on at the moment. Uh, Young Bucks, of course, uh, last week taking on Top Flight. The, you know, the see, let me see. I want, I want to get their names correct because I don't want to get them wrong. I know, I know one of them is Dante. I know one of them is Dante. I just want to know who the other one is. Darius. Okay. So last week, Darius and Dante Martin took on the uh, Young Bucks in what I thought was a pretty decent match, especially for their AEW Dynamite debut. The Martin brothers really, really put on a solid performance that really got them buzzing by everybody on my timeline on Twitter. A lot of people were buzzing about these guys. A lot of people were, you know, singing their praises. And, and of course, you know... And that that personally would be, you know, personally worth it, you know, just to see how these two developed over time. And now they're they are facing the you know the current reigning and defending AEW tag team champions. Um, now they're and then after the matchup, the Hybrid Two came out and attacked them um, before the Young Bucks came to for the save. Uh, Hybrid Two had got out of dodge, and now this week. Hybrid 2 and Top Flight took on each other. Um, the Hybrid 2 defeating Top Flight and, in a sense, really trying to uh, get at the Young Bucks. I guess they want a shot at the World Tag Team titles. And it's really interesting to see how that all meshes together. Also, at the same time, you're using, you're utilizing Top Flight not as a just enhancement talent. Yes, even in losses, but still being able to incorporate them and allowing Top Flight to have solid performances, even though they're taking L's. This is how you build tag team divisions. Vince McMahon! It's quite simple if you really think about it. That's kind of one way how everything messed together. That's kind of like the light version of it. We'll discuss a good portion of it on today's episode. So, that's kind of how I really wanted you like kind of to think about in terms of that. You know, there's a lot of moving pieces going on, but also that somehow, some way, 
these moving pieces simply fit into this puzzle that is AEW right now. And the stories they are telling just somehow just meld, like mesh and meld and mold. Oh, is meld even a word? I don't know. We'll look it up later. Um, just coming together and just really working out so well. And every single person that's involved in these storylines is really doing their damn thing and hitting, you know, doing their best to make sure that this actually looks fantastic across the board. So that's, that's the most important thing I want you guys to take away from this week's episode of AEW Dynamite is that the, the stories that are intertwined with each other, the stories and characters that are intertwined, intertwined with each other, words are hard today, are simply immaculate. So it's, it's, you know, it's, it's something, it's very refreshing to see. It's something that every, I look forward to every Wednesday with Dynamite. It's just like how, like what the storylines are going to, you know, how is everything going to mesh together? And I kind of noticed it really throughout the night. So that's just really something I kind of was just like, this is definitely something that needs to be discussed and talked about as a very important detail about AEW right now. It's something that's been missing um, from my viewing from mostly WWE's main roster for quite some time. And NXT has done NXT has done it quite well at some points. Um, AEW now is really hitting their stride and they're really trying to end the year of 2020 in proper fashion. Um, very well done, by the way. So that's, that's just something to keep an eye on as we go into the remainder of 2020. So, AEW has made John Moxley versus Kenny Omega next week one of, if not the most important AEW World Championship matches in their company's very short history. Still, it's been over a, a little over a year. They made the contract signing segment very enjoyable. Very enjoyable and even added another layer to the storyline between Omega and Moxley, that being... Of course, who attacked John Moxley last week? It was supposed to be the AEW contract, AEW World Championship contract signing between Omega and Moxley last week. Omega showed up, signed the contract easily, and then Moxley was supposed to show up. Omega waited for him, but Moxley was taken out in the back. Somebody attacked him, and that's kind of that story of who done it. Who attacked John Moxley before his contract signing? So that was kind of the little like little thing they had going on with that. They showed the video uh, video package of it, and we got into it with that. Before we even got to that point, before we even got to the contract signing, um, I believe Alex Marvez was having an interview with Mr. Eddie Kingston, the King, uh, the Mad King. And man, and it got intense pretty quick. Let me see if I can find it here. Giovanni, don't want to hear that. Nay. There we go. So this was probably so after so after Pop came back, Death Triangle has been reformed. And of course, we added the main event uh, Phoenix versus uh Phoenix and Pac. Ray Phoenix and Pac taking on the butcher and the blade. Uh they're done for the fam. So he's asking him, you know, how he feels about it. Well, Kingston says, I'm not angry about, you know, my former best friend. I'm just really, really, really disappointed. Phoenix is a showboat. Likes to jump around and do flippy stuff. It was expected. As for Pac, Pac, Bing, Bong, Poop, whatever. You've been gone for eight months, brother. Things have changed. The king is here. You want a battle, not the war. Before he gets to continue with Pac, Moxie comes by and Kingston simply stares him down. Kingston said, "You, it wasn't me who attacked you. I got my own stuff to handle. But you know who did it. 
and you have to handle that. Chant. Moxley leaving without a word. And I and I think who was this? I think it was was it Amy? Was it Phoenix AEW? I think online on my Twitter um, that had stated um, I'm that she was really really a fan of the unspeakable uh, unspoken um, understanding that they have that they're with each other. You know, Moxley, of course, Moxley and Kingston went to war. You know, in an I quit match, Moxley made Kingston quit. But they still have that unspeakable, that unspoken understanding of one another. They un- they get each other. You know, you know, it's kind of like you know a very good friend that you had for quite some time. You just know. You just know. You know, like how a person's feeling, or you know, if a certain situation is going awry, we need to get out of here. It's kind of like me and my best friend. My best friend, my best friend is one of my best friends, Sebastian. Um, there was one party we went to. Me and my other best friend, Jay. We were at a party. This is when we were in our tw- early 20s. We were chilling, enjoying ourselves. And we were enjoying ourselves. But it got to a point where, you know, something, you know, not fishy, not to the point where, like, shit was going to pop off or anything like that. But we felt we, we felt some type of situation. We felt something in the air, right? And, you know, I'm just cooling out, chilling, drinking my hand or whatever. And he's, and Sebastian comes up to me. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you good? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm chilling. Like, oh, drink it out of here. Like, everything good? He's like, yeah, 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 but something's up. Without missing a beat, I got up, we left. Come to find out about, like, about an hour later or so, shit popped off. Shit just popped off. What, how? I don't know. I don't know, like, it was a fight or something, something got popped off, shit got real, and we left an hour beforehand, like, it was nothing. You just know. So, it's kind of like that, when you can kind of tell, it's just like, okay, something's up, and then your friend knows the same thing, you guys get out, everything's good, then you hear it about the next day, it's like, yeah, shit was popping, yeah, shit got crazy after y'all left. Like, what? Good. 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 Donald Glover gif. Good. All right? So it's kind of like that, which you got to definitely respect. And I, I love nothing more than understanding that. The other thing I really, really, really thoroughly enjoyed before um, they got even got to the ring was the promos both men cut. Uh, what Kenny cut and what what had Moxley had said after the fact. Let me see if I can find that real quick. Do, 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 ba, ba, ba. All right, so the contract signing didn't go as planned. Moxley was viciously attacked, never made it to the ring. Contract signing finishes tonight. They're going to redo it. Um, Omega's saying, after such an uneventful week, I've had time to reflect. may sound cliche, but I've come to the conclusion that the more things change, the more they stay the same. Look back a year ago, almost to the day, I was losing injuries from facing Moxley. And I'll admit that, though it wasn't on the record, I did lose. Unsanctioned match full gear. I can do that because things, because I have changed. I look to the present and things are about to be the same. Instead of my face, I see Moxley on every magazine cover. Everyone calling Moxley the best. That's the change. After the title contender tournament, 
suddenly my name is brought back up. The return of the cleaner, the, the return of the best bout machine, the return of the true best in the world. That is the same. The common thread that binds myself and Moxley is the AEW World Championship. And for a year, I have struggled, clawed, and fought to be taken seriously again. And now, when I get the belt, then the people will consider me the best. But this isn't a stipulation, but a gentleman's challenge. For one night, Moxley, damn it, please, leave the garbage wrestling at home. No tables, no chairs, no garbage cans, no thumbtacks. Be the best by beating me in the ring. Pin, submission, you can even choke me out, but do it with your ability. I'll be waiting in response in the ring. Goodbye, good night, all that jazz, sign the contract. Oh, and let me add this. Yes, you're the good guy, and congratulations on the baby. But listen to that childhood story of yours. It pulled at my heartstrings, but the thing is, your dad doesn't seem that tough at all. My dad would probably beat the shit out of yours. Mmm. Huh. Just throwing that shade out there. So we get to the contract signing. And let me see. Let me get to there. Uh, <laughs> oh boy, Vicky Guerrero and Nyla Rose, my lord. Anywho, so we get to the contract signing. Tony pretty much says, you know, this has to happen. We need to have this happen. Of course, Justin Roberts with the introductions. He is a Wrestling Observer Hall of Famer who was voted by esteemed members of the wrestling industry. These esteemed members of the wrestling industry decided that he is a Wrestling Observer Hall of Famer. Unlike the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame, the NASCAR Hall of Fame is based in North Carolina. Kenny Omega! The sweet bets come out. Ob uh, I was about to say Obama. Omega makes his entrance. He's in the tunnel. And out comes Moxley attacking John Moxley, throwing him through the special curtain, dumping Omega into the ring, throwing punches, tossing him over the desk. Moxley then grabs the belt, sets it in front of Omega. Omega grabs for it, and Moxley stands on his hand. Picks Omega up, paradigm shift onto the title. Fans are going bananas. Moxley's out. Shivani grabs them, gives him the mic. Gentlemen's agreement, right? Gentlemen's agreement, right? I'm not sure who you got to take me out last week, but you did a piss poor job because I'm still walking. Next time you want to put a hit on someone, just give me a call. I know some guys out in Philly. Mm -hmm. And I thought our beef was squashed one year ago. Then you had to go and piss me off. But don't worry. Consider it even. There's only one way to become champion. I made sure of that. I have protected this championship. The only way you become champion is by digging down deep in your guts and finding Kenny Omega everyone thinks you are. Oh, you have to climb that mountain that no, one's, no one has been able to climb these last 18 months. You gotta beat Mox on December 2nd, right here on TNT, the biggest match in Dynamite history. The two best on the planet tangled for this title. God, I love this shit. Win, lose, or draw. Winner is coming for Kenny. This is not a game. This is not jokes on BET. BT, I was about to say BET. I'm going to hell. BTE or Dancing Girls with Brooms. When you come at the king, you best not miss because I don't take prisoners. Steady your hand. Aim. And take your shot, Kenny. Because you're only going to get one. He then grabs the pen. 
signs the contract. And it's now official. Next week, AEW World Championship, Moxley, Omega, and Winter is, ladies and gentlemen, coming. And before we go to break, let me get this one. Let me get this one out of the way. Don't get me wrong, y'all. Hikaru Shida against Anna Jay did exactly what it needed to do on Wednesday, but Abaddon is officially Shida's biggest nightmare. Now the. The one thing I'm concerned about with in terms of Abaddon, I like the look. I like everything. She's she she has what she she can make it happen. Demon type kind of reminds me of Rosemary a little bit. For those of y'all who watch Impact, of course. Um, The one thing I'm concerned about is that, you know, mm, I'm concerned whether or not she's ready to be a top contender for the title. That's my biggest concern, is that she looks like She's a top contender. She has the look. You know. It's just, do I believe she is? That That's the kind of concern I have with that. You know. I, I think Abaddon has the, you know, has that. But do I believe she is a top contender? I mean... She was out of action for a hot minute and an injury. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it was just, if it was very, very interesting to see what that was all about with that. You know, she came out, scared the living hell out of Sheeta. She didn't know what to do. She was just, ah. and, um, I don't know. It's interesting. But match itself, talk about that for a hot moment. Um, match stuff wasn't that bad, and I do like the fact that they had a little video package prior to the matchup. You know, they faced off one time before. Um, she was a definite rookie. She wasn't, you know, you know, she doesn't get to, she, uh, you know, Anna Jay even said she doesn't take advantage of me for that. You know. 
you know, Nyla Rose then, of course, they had the full gear match, you know, uh, Nyla Rose going after Sheeta's knee, you know, Sheeta saying, my knee's fine now, but that's what it is to be champion. She says, says to Anna Jay, losing is learning. You know, if you need the Dark Order and your friend Tay Conti to help you avoid losing, then what are you learning? Tay is teaching Jay, you know, Tay Conti is teaching Jay much, you know, both, they're both a black belt in judo and a blue belt in jujitsu, which top good, very solid stuff. Uh, people might underestimate this friendship, but they don't see that Jay and Tay make each other better because they make themselves better. And this is why I will be champion. Sheeta says, I want to know your true strength. And I want to see your true colors. Jay says, the last piece of the transformation is the championship. And the only way of, the only thing in her way is Hikaru Shida. You know, Shida says at the end of it, you know, it isn't the belt Jay, you, that you need. It's more heart. And tells her to bring it. The match itself was not that bad. I mean, it wasn't, you know, my, the best AEW Women's World Championship I've ever seen. That title still goes to this day, Riho versus Nyla Rose. Um, but Hikaru Shida and... Was it, was it this game? I mean, Shida and Nyla Rose, their first time was fire. That was crazy. That was crazy. Uh, but I say Rio Rio and Nyla Rose still, to me, is still like one of the best matches they've had. And I believe it's the second one, not the first. That I thought was just, just what the women's division should be all about. That's just me personally. But the match itself wasn't that bad. I mean, in the end, she still uh, hits Tamashi with the victory. Um, at one point, Jay, uh, Anna Jay was trying to get the use a, utilize a chair. I used, I got that to distract the referee, used the kendo stick, and still it wasn't enough. You know, going after the bad leg. It, like I said, in the end, Hikaru wins, beats Anna J, gets past her, and now she has to focus her, you know, on Miss Abaddon now. So, we'll see how this all develops. I mean, we have a bit of time. You know, I, I'm sure if they do Bass at the Beach uh, in January, they'll probably do something for that. Then they're, they're going to want to build Abaddon up. That's, I think, the main focus. If Abaddon's to be the top contender, they're going to have to start treating her like she's the top contender or at least the next in line to get a shot at the championship. With AEW, I, kinda, I had that feeling that, of course, you know, that they're going to want to easily, you know, of course, keep Sheeta strong, but have Abaddon start start looking like a top contender. And she's going to have to do, she's going to have to win some matches in order to get that shot. You know, sure, I'm all for, you know, scaring the crap out of your, uh, out of the AEW Women's World Champion. Hey, if you have an ability to actually make them think twice and start thinking start, you are the biggest threat to that championship, then hey, why the hell not? But we're going to have to start making her look like a top contender. That's the major key. You know, I still, to this day, still have that feeling that, you know, there needs to be still more contenders.
that's the thing that's still... That's the biggest thing. Because if you don't have any like contenders to continue on, now at least on the flip side, you have, of course, you know, Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero, the the newest uh, one, Jade Cargill, I believe is her name, um, and having and her beef with Brandy Rhodes. So you got at least a secondary rivalry there that's outside of the championship, which is good. So if we're going to focus on Abaddon being the, the next top contender, you at least have a secondary feud going on below that to keep fans engaged in the women's division. I think it's something that they, that they definitely have been wanting to work on and they're still working on, but I think now they at least have something going uh, involving Big Swole and all that. So it's, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how that works. But now you have at least a top championship, possible top championship feud with Abaddon and Hikarushita, and a secondary feud involving Nyla Rose, Jade Cargill, Brandy Rhodes, Big Swole, and all that. So at least they have something engaging going on from at least two, at least one other side of the women's division besides just the championship feud. And that, for me personally, makes all the difference in the world. So we're going to take a break real quick. When we come back, I got the remaining two points here that I want to talk about. And of course, you know, get you primed and ready for next week's. What they're saying is probably one of the biggest episodes of AEW Dynamite history. But we'll talk about, of course, the AEW World Championship, Kenny Omega, all that fun stuff. And what else they're going to have on the card for AEW Dynamite. All this when we come back with episode 271 of the YLP podcast. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. T-shirts and v-necks and sweatshirts and stickers, hoodies and tote bags and socks, blankets and pillows and onesies for babies, face masks, fanny packs, mugs, from YLP, Willie T, and King Ricky Rose, plus Kate Murphy, the HBIC, Mr. Fretz and Nate, and don't forget our delightful friend, the one and only Mance, cause we are war with the Teespring store, please give our merch a chance. What's up, guys? This is Mance Chapel, the Monday Night Delight, and you're listening to the Young Lions Perspective only on Wrestle Addict Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast. with episode 271 of the YLP podcast for your Black Friday. Mm-hmm. It is Black Friday. Hope you guys are enjoying the show so far. Again, if you're enjoying this episode and you have any thoughts, concerns, opinions, anything of the sort, do not hesitate to go to email at gunblindsperspective at gmail.com. Send DM my way over on my Twitter at YLPerspective or you can hit me up with one at at young underscore lions underscore perspective on my Instagram. All the good stuff over there. Now we're getting back into the swing of things. 
excuse me, in terms of posting and all that stuff with that going starting probably next week. So get back into the swing of things with everything I got going on. But yeah, we should be enjoying that. I'm really in the need to burp. We're gonna keep that as such. Nope, okay. Don't need to burp yet. I don't know why I actually just said that thought in my head for some reason. Random. If it happens, it happens though. But um yeah, let's talk a little bit about Patreon for a moment before we get into the last two points of the top of the top five vocal points I have for this episode. For 17 cents a day, as y'all know, doesn't get you pretty much jack nor shit in this economy nowadays. But 17 cents a day with Patreon can go a long way into getting you some quality content in between those wonderful little eardrums of yours. Dare I say the benefits of being part of Patreon are just astronomical. Fantastic, the best, the best deal ever. I can't do Trump. Okay. Anywho, ever be fired. Um, <laughs> 17 cents a day with Patreon, especially with our Russell Attic Radio Patreon, go a long way. Of course, you get to listen to shows that you don't normally hear outside of the Russell Attic Radio realm. Shows like, of course, the 20 Ball Salute with Mr. Fretz himself. Love and War with Kate Murphy and Mr. King Ricky Rose, and of course my podcast, Secret Files Podcast, where you don't know the topic until you press play, which will now include pay-per-view reviews. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you didn't listen to my show on Monday, and uh, where the hell were you on Monday? But on Monday, I uh, put out a declaration that uh, from here on out, uh, starting this Monday, there will be no longer any pay-per-view reviews on uh, the YLP podcast. I figured I'd bring it over to the Patreon side of things. Give you more, a little bit more exclusivity, especially for my patrons. Of course, Kavita, Quarantine Gene, the big homie, Drain Lane, Slack, and all the other patrons that are rocking with us. Appreciate your love and support. Tell a friend to tell a friend to bring their booties through. And they can join the movement as well, of course. Also, I think this is a perfectly good benefit. You get to be part of a chat. That I am a part of. You can talk with all the WrestleMania Radio members and all the patrons that are in there as well. So a little something, something going on. I'm in there from time to time. I pop in there. It's a lot of Animal Crossing talk, which is always good. Uh, we talk about wrestling, of course, across the board, and we talk about a lot of things outside. Celebrating uh, personal victories within the group, which is always a great thing, and it's always a good thing uh, to talk to uh, you guys every once in a while. I pop in there. I pop in there every once in a while. Say what's up to you guys. Wish you guys all happy Thanksgiving. All right, we did, we did uh, yesterday in the group chat, which was definitely good. But it's not like I said, all of all of us talk about patrons in there. But I think the most important thing that you get to is a code. Like I said earlier in this episode of the podcast, a code that will an exclusive code. I know what it is, and if you join Patreon, you get to know what it is as well. That will get you 15% off every single time you check out at any of our Teespring stores. More importantly, my YLP store, the YLP Collection. Okay, now I know we got the deal going on with War 15 Forever for 15% off every single purchase that you make from here on out until the end of this year, which I think is a big freaking deal. But if you're a member of Patreon, that's every day for you. That's light work. You've been doing that. Any merch whatsoever, 15% off every single time you check out at any of our Teespring stores. So make sure if you are thinking about becoming more exclusive with Wrestle Addict Radio, consider becoming a member of our Patreon today. Patreon.com forward slash Wrestle Addict Radio. 
17 cents a day, equating to only $5 a month. That's the amount of a, well, I don't know the actual size of the coffee. That's the equivalent of a lar- probably a possible large venti, I don't fucking know what they call it, a large Starbucks coffee. Okay. Would you rather spend 17 cents a day on exclusive content, or would you be spending like five bucks on Starbucks okay. or Dunkin' Donuts? I mean, you can just make your own coffee at home and have creamer. It's just as good, and it's cheaper. And then you can take that $5, and then you can put it towards Patreon. I'm just saying, that's a win-win in and of itself. Okay? Patreon.com slash Radio. That's Patreon.com slash Radio. Come join the movement today. Now, if you thought for one second that I wasn't going to be talking about Taz and Cody Rhodes, you must be a new listener. I literally wrote that down. How are you going to tell this? Oh, my God. This is probably one of the best segments of the night, hands down, from AEW Dynamite on this past Wednesday. I was thoroughly impressed with all of this. Again, there was so much going on um, with everything that went on. There's like st- like stuff I'm leaving out of the episode. I guess I know, you know, of course, the inner circle shit. That was crazy. That was actually bananas. Um, and I'm surprised. And you're, you must be shocked that I'm leaving it out, but... We'll discuss that later on. Let's see where we're at. Yeah. Do, 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 do. Am I going up? Yeah, here we go. So, after after the now known powerhouse Hobbs coming out like Mike Tyson in his prime, and honestly, that, that in and of itself is literally nothing short of a vibe. That's a vibe. Hobbs coming out with in, in, in Mike Tyson, like, what, 95? 96 gear coming out with that just that cut off towel type deal man for y'all for those of y'all who didn't see Mike Tyson in like late like mid 90s like after he lost Douglas and shit like regaining the heavyweight championship and all that stuff like post Douglas um when he came into his own like mid 90s mid late 90s man Mike Tyson was a bad motherfucker if he was coming out in that white that white towel type deal to the ring, your ass was grass. That was when the, that was like the second scary version of Mike Tyson. Oof. And that, that shit hit different and that was such a vibe. So seeing Hobbs come out in that, I was like, ooh. Give me the Mike Tyson vibes, brother. And he destroyed uh, you know, Mr. Johnson in like about three, four minutes. So that, that was pretty much the deal. But um, Taz, of course, was on commentary. Grabs the mic. Here's the deal, my man. There's business to be taken care of. As you can see, I again have the FTW championship that Brian Cage was only just holding. Now, Cage and Starks have been celebrating big now that Hobbs is on their team. And he tells Hobbs to go celebrate with them. He's like, you good? I'm good. Heads out. Taz then says, I have a problem. The FTW championship and this company, AEW, were not cooperating. I am sick and tired of the disrespect and the FTW lifestyle not being acknowledged. I'm not dealing with it anymore. I want management to get their asses out here and make the title mean something. There's a legacy here. There is a reason men, real tough bastards, hold this belt. So management, get out here. They mute his mic. He, he realizes it instantly, tells Justin Roberts to get up and give me the mic. Give him give up his mic. Justin's like, I, I don't know. Like, just give me the damn mic. 
Keith Mitchell, Tony Khan, you mute me again. I'll take my ass to the desk and grab a headset, that, and you weren't able to cut me off. This isn't my first rodeo, boys. They mute the mic again. He goes over to Gorilla, or it looks like he was coming, he was going to uh, the commentary desk where he just was uh, during the Hobbs Johnson match. Out comes Cody from Gorilla position. Cody just looks at him, asking, "You done, man? You done? Give te- you know, give give him applause. He's done. You know, I'm out of here. I'm here out of respect. You're wasting airtime. And next week is the match to settle it. Starks, Hobbs, Cody, and Darby. Isn't that good enough?" Taz says to Cody, I'm here for a reason. What's happening next week will be the same as last week. Kobe and Cody and you and Darby getting whooped. But that's not why I'm here right now. I want management to take the FTW championship and put some respect on his name. I'm tired of this shit. He's like, okay, okay, okay. You know, someone from management is here. You know, I'm hearing it, digesting it. It looks like the title. How about I run it up the pole? Oh, oh. Taz, Taz at this point, he's, he's, he felt some type of way. Oh, what else are you going to say? Creative has nothing for me? More Corey bullshit? Best of luck on my future endeavors? Is that what you'll do next? Oh, okay then. I feel the FTW Championship means everything. It's so important, right? It's so wonderful, right? Then answer, then answer me this. And this was, this was Cody talking. Your son, Hook, is training to be a wrestler, right? Why the hell is he not training with you, but training with me? Taz was pissed. Taz was pissed. And bringing his son into it was a wonderful portion of that segment. Fucking wonderful. Fantastic. Thoroughly well done, this segment. They absolutely killed this segment. They were killing it. You know, Taz, you know, Taz like, you're going too far, man. You've gone too damn far. Taz puts his mic down. Cody says, you know, gives him that, that cut him off. Like, we're done here. You know, just like, I can't believe you went there. That's pathetic and stupid. You know, Cody's just saying, you know, we're done here. We're good. In comes the Taz mission. Choking the life out of Cody. Gun Club jumps in. Taz gets out. Damage was already done. Out comes his son, Hook. Woo! Woo! Wow. That was a powerful segment. Nope. That was just... That was probably one of the best segments of the night, hands down. One of the best segments of the night, and it furthers the rivalry... Between Team Taz and Cody and Darby, not only that now, it's good. This is going to evolve into Taz versus Cody. I'm not saying match wise. I'm just saying this feud now has escalated big time with Taz and Cody. And now that Hobbs is there as part of Team Taz, it's going to make things a little bit more difficult for Cody and Darby. Uh, I mean, they got the whole thing, Nightmare Family with them. You know, with, you know, with uh, 
Dustin and QT and Gun Club and all those boys. Lee Johnson. But now it's now it's family versus family. You know, Team Taz's family versus the Nightmare family. And now bringing his son into the mix, you know, with all that, and pretty much just, you know, Cody showing up Taz and saying, yeah, yeah, if you're all about the FCW lifestyle, why is your son training with me, though? Why, why is that a thing? Hmm? So next week, when Cody and Darby take on Starks and Gage, Oh, oh boy. Wait, is it Hobbs? Hold on, let me see who. So I think they had it on chair shot. Who they had for next week. Want to make sure. Let's see. Okay, I believe it's Starks and Cage versus um, Starks and Cage versus uh, could be Starks and Hobbs. I think it's either either one. It, it's gonna be a great match regardless. Um, which which was fantastic. But later on, before the main event, Team Taz speaks, and Ricky Starks is pissed. You crossed the line tonight, Cody. Taz left with his son all because of you. I want to be frank with everyone tonight. We love it here at AEW. Tony takes care of us, pays us good, puts us in the main event matches. He puts us in big matches. The only problem I have is with Cody Rhodes. Cage agrees, of course, and Starks continues on to say, the only problem we have with Cody is that your paper-thin ego gets in the way. Tonight, you begged Khan to cut Taz's mic because you didn't want Taz reminding the fans that we defeated you two. And then you went all, hey, I'm treating your kid. You made this personal. So Starks and Hobbs, there you go. We're coming to bust heads. FTW, the most dominant force in wrestling. Who better? We'll find out next week as Starks and Hobbs will be taking on Darby, Allen, and Cody Rhodes. And to round out my top five focal points from this week's episode of AE. W Dynamite. The feud between the Death Triangle against the Butcher, the Blade, and Eddie Kingston is one I have been looking forward to for quite some time. Add in Lance Archer, and this feud has more layers than an onion ever could. This main event was a banger, okay? Ray, Phoenix, and Pac against the Butcher and the Blade was fantastic. Um, Death Triangle returning after Pac's return after eight months of being away from AEW, of course, COVID, lockdowns, all this shit. And it's just so, and this is what I said about earlier in the show, the first part, you know, how much is going on and storylines being intertwined and everything like that, you know. You had Phoenix and Pentagon, not, well, Penta El Cero, El Cero M, 
as part of the family with the Butcher, the Blade, and Eddie Kingston, and the Bunny coming back into the swing of things, and then Pac comes back. Penta and Ray turn on the family and reform the Death Triangle, which to me at one point was one of the best trios tag teams that gave thought to a possible trios division in AEW, with that rumor spread like freaking wildfire for a hot minute. Luckily, at that point, we didn't get that. We weren't ready for it yet. We didn't need it. So, again, this ma- this main event was in fucking insane. This was hard hitting from the beginning and the end. Of course, I mean everything with the with the um, with the World Title Eliminator Tournament with. Um, Phoenix and Penta facing off against one another. All the situation with that. Pop comes back. They pretty much give the middle finger to Kingston. And they go about their very way as a trio. But I got to say. Mm, take some water real quick. There we go. Excuse me. This was a hard-hitting event. If you like hard-hitting matchups, if you love two te- two factions that were really going after each other, this was your main event. This was absolutely your type of main event. This was just fantastic. This was a very, very hard-hitting matchup. A, the type of matchup I thoroughly enjoy with everything going on. I was just very, very, very impressed. With um, everything. In the end, of course, Butcher and Blade win with the powerbomb neckbreaker. But after the match, Eddie Kingston comes down the ringside. When I was, uh, comes in the ring, helps start taking down uh, Pac and uh, Ray. Butcher uh, Butcher goes after Penta, boots him. So that's all three of them. They put throw Pac back in. Ellie uh, Ali goes for the chair. Blades start stomping on Penta. Butcher stomping Phoenix out. Kingston going for the chair to drag uh, Pac over. DDT on the chair. Hits him with a second DDT. And it looks more like he was going for a third. And then out came Lance Archer. Comes up. Hits the cross. Has an amazing crossbody on Blade from the stage. Starts moving hands with Butcher. Sucker punch. Gets sucker punched by Kingston. Then he and uh, Butcher start going for the double whip. He hits a double crossbody on both guys. Um, Archer grabs Kingston. Looks like he was going to, uh, you know, fam, you know, attacks back. Phoenix and Penna attacking the Butcher and the Blade. Archer has his hands on Kingston. Archer whips Kingston into the ropes. Kingston bails out. Everybody regroups, retreats. Butcher Brothers checking on Pac. And it looks like, you know, Pac's return may be coming to an end ever so quickly. But it's still... Archer still feels some type of way with Kingston. You know, especially given the fact that, you know, even it, this goes back all the way back to the Battle Royal. This goes all the way back to the Battle Royal a couple months ago, in which Archer, by official, won the matchup, but Kingston said, and always, always said, I never lost that match. Check the tape. And then when we recheck the tape, 
Kingston never went through the t- over the top rope. So it was a victory for Archer, but I guess with an asterisk next to it. So ever since then, Archer and Kingston have been kind of in sort of a beef. And now Kings now Archer wants his hands on Kingston. Not only does Archer want his hands on Kingston, I guarantee you Pac wants his hands on Kingston as well. And that's going to be an insane thing. This has the potential to be a, to become a triple threat. This really does. Pac versus Kingston versus Archer. That, and me personally, between you and me, that would be absolutely insane. That would be absolutely insane if we ever got a triple threat between Pac, Kingston, and Archer. No title, no title implications, no number one contender, anything. Just three guys who hate each other at one point. Well, Kingston being the main focus, but Pac and Archer, at some point, you know, going after each other. That would be in fucking same. That I'm think personally between you and me. Ooh, excuse me. There we go. That's the burp I was looking for. My apologies. I have no manners. That to me is what I would love to see. And what a go home episode for winter is coming. They they really did. They were they really really did. And even not even wasn't even talking about the Hangman Silver match. That was actually a really good opener. Um, you know, possibly joining Dark Order with that. You know, Dark, you know, the Dark Order extending an invitation to uh, Mr. Page once again. You know, that that was interesting, and um, I do like uh, Will Hobbs getting his name changed to Powerhouse Hobbs. I do like that. Big fan of that. You know, and now being a part of Team Taz. That was fantastic. You know, him and Cody getting personal. That was fucking great. That was fucking great. Um, uh, The Hybrid 2 top flight was a solid matchup. And uh, we're probably going to be getting Hybrid 2 versus Bucks for the tag team titles at some point in the future. Uh, FTR and Tully had a promo. Pretty much, you know, setting up a few for a way for them to get back to the top of the mountain. Um, Inner Circle and SCU, they even had a, a wonderful thing. And... That man, just going over that quickly, you know, that match was great because then you saw, you know, MGF and Jericho working together with MGF hitting him with the dynamite diamond ring. And then Jericho hitting him with the Judas effect, allowing Hager and Jericho to get the victory. So that was a nice way to uh, get that going. Ah, that was just, you know, fantastic. You know, and then with Hager and Warlow still kind of having beef with each other. You know, Sammy and then Sammy Guevara not still not trusting MGF whatsoever at all. Not not at all. One hundred percent nah. Just no. We're getting a dynamite diamond battle royal uh next week, which is weird. Um that I kinda would be interesting to see because given the fact that MGF is actually in the matchup to go back and try to get back to back, that would be really interesting if he got back to back on the Dynamite Diamond uh thing. You know, you know, you know, Kingston, Omega with the whole uh, who attacked Moxley type deal. 
You know, the, the promo talking trash about Moxley was great. Moxley attacking Omega during the entrance was solid. Moxley's promo was damn good. And, uh, um, you know, Death Triangle versus the family is going to be great. You know, possibly, you know, Archer versus Kingston somewhere down the line. Possible top contenders match. Um, maybe for the TNT Championship. Because I don't see that either of them gunning for the World Championship again, gunning the, given the fact that Moxley has beaten both Archer and Kingston and with Moxley beating Kingston twice. You know, so I would say that makes it a top contender for the TNT Championship, possibly somewhere down the line. You know, next week we also get Chris Jericho versus Frankie Kazarian. That's going to be a dope matchup. Let me see what else we have, because I think they actually said a lot for next week. You know, yeah, Jericho versus uh, Frankie Kazarian after um, MJF got sucker punched by Frankie. That was pretty dope. I'm trying to see if they have anything in terms of next week, because they don't usually... With uh, Chair Shot, they usually have a segment where they pretty much go over everything they're going to have next week. Yeah, it's pretty much what we had going into that. So, Main things to focus on, Hobbs and Starks versus Cody and Darby. You have Jericho versus Kazarian. You have the uh, AEW World Championship on the line between Moxley and Omega. That's going to be absolutely freaking wild. Winner is coming next week, ladies and gentlemen. And yes, I assumed your genders. And I cannot wait for this. This is going to be, there's so much going on with this. There's so much that we can focus on. There's going to be a lot that we get to take in with every single last bit of this. But I think the focus will be easily be on Moxley and Omega for the world title. I know a lot of people are going to go for Moxley. I know a lot of people are going to go for Omega. Um, it's going to be very, very good to see how everything builds and what comes out of next week's episode. But man, we have got a banger of an episode going down next week. And I can't wait to talk about it with you guys. So with that being said, that is going to conclude Episode 271 of the YLP Podcast. When we come back, we'll close out the show in proper YLP fashion and get you ready for episode 272 of the YLP Podcast. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Well, guys, that's going to be it for episode 271 of the YLP podcast that I titled Let's Be Thankful for AEW. I want to thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day, your night, your afternoon, and your evening, wherever you may be, wherever you are in the world. Thank you guys so much for taking out this episode of the podcast. And as always, I greatly and truly appreciate it. One more time, if you have any questions, concerns, thoughts, comments, anything of the sort, make sure to hit me up with an email, younglinesperspective at gmail.com. You can hit me up with a tweet, DM, anything of the sort, at YLPerspective. Hit me up with a DM in my Instagram, at young underscore lines underscore perspective. Follow me on Facebook, share, like the page over there, at Young Lions Perspective, all one word, or just search for Young Lions Perspective Podcast. All that good stuff over there, getting that out of the way. Now, of course, if you enjoyed this episode, do not hesitate to tell a friend to tell a friend about the YLP Podcast. Make sure you share this episode across all of your social media 
Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Share it through your DMs. Send it through all your alt text stuff, your gabs, your parlors, all that stuff. Share it in a text message because you can actually do that. And, you know, Facebook Messenger, any other type of messenger you have, WhatsApp, anything of the sort. Use that, Telegram, anything of that sort. Share it through all of that. Get the word out there. Spread the word about the YLP Podcast. Not only are you spreading the word about the YLP Podcast, you're also spreading the word about WrestleMatics Radio. That will bring people over to us, and we thoroughly would enjoy that. So, you know, make sure you share that and tell a friend to tell a friend about that. Because in these unprecedented times with COVID, with quarantine and all that stuff, we here at WrestleMatic Radio do our very damn best to get a top-notch quality podcast. Make it laugh, make it feel some type of way. Get, get, you know, get the juices flowing and all that fun stuff. But we are not only here to simply be just the cure for the Common Wrestling Podcast. We here at WrestleMatic Radio strive to be one thing in my mind, one thing only, to be undoubtedly the top of the degree of the crop. Without question, undisputed, undoubtedly, without leaving any sort of doubt whatsoever, then, now, and forever, the alternative professional wrestling podcast, and that we are here to stick. Now I know most of y'all do not have the Anchor app, but if you do, I'll make sure you are FM slash Lions Perspective and Anchor.fm slash Radio. But if you don't, I understand. Everybody has their favorite uh, app for their podcast listening needs. And if you're still looking to listen to WrestleAddict Radio, and more importantly, the YLB Podcast, we are whew, we are everywhere. Well, almost everywhere. But we are everywhere. Not, and, and of course, the biggest, biggest wave is that we are partnered up with Amazon Music and Audible. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we have partnered with Amazon Music. I don't know where you've been, but yes, we has. We has? No. Yes, we have partnered with Amazon Music. Of course, you get to listen to all your stuff over there. If you have an Amazon Prime account and you have an Amazon Music account, hey, you can listen to all of your Russell Addict radio programming here, including myself, uh, the YLP Podcast, the Kings of the Rings Podcast, the Fretzelmania Podcast, and of course, the Delight Show with Mance Chapel. Okay. All the good stuff right there on there and of course on Audible. We know Audible is usually known for their audiobooks. You can find hundreds of thousands of audiobooks over on Audible. Now they're getting into the podcast realm. And we at Wrestle Addict Radio have also teamed up with them as well to bring you the very best of Wrestle Addict Radio. Of course, all of our podcasts can be found there. And what a beautiful thing. So if you have Amazon Music or Audible, hey, make sure you check out all the Wrestle Addict Radio family. Now, actually, just do it. Check it out now, including this episode too, and then listen to everything else. But me first. <laughs> of course, you can find all of us uh, across several different platforms, including, of course, ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com. Make sure you hit us all up over there. I got my own page over there. And if you do so, uh, find it in your wonderful heart. If you donate, uh, throw a couple shekels my way. I would greatly and truly appreciate it. Much appreciated from all of you. Kiss, kiss. Anywho, you can find uh, all of us across several different platforms, including. Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Podcast Addict, Podbean, Player FM. Oh, that, that that Podbean gang. I love y'all to death. Y'all know how it goes down. Overcast, Breaker, Podcast, again, Podcast Addict, Radio Public, Stitcher Radio, and of course, that good old Spotify fam. Search for all of our podcasts across all these different platforms. 
You can even go to anchor.fm slash Russell Attic Radio. All of our all of our uh, the podcast apps, you can check it out on the distribution portion of the program. You can find them all there, and you should have no problem finding them whatsoever. And I figure, I believe I have fulfilled my obligations, but I'm going to look over to the judges to ensure I fulfill my obligations for this week, and I'm looking over to the country of Japan. Uh, I know you guys are in lockdown, but I believe I am getting a thumbs up. So, of course, that is going to conclude this week's episodes and all that. And make sure you check out all the episodes, episodes 269, 270, and 271, including that will be this one. So make sure you check out all of those. And next week begins the, uh, we begin anew. We start all over again. And, uh, of course, y'all know that means Monday. Monday's coming. And that means a brand spanking new episode of News of the Weekend, the show that talks about all the news that's fit for me to talk about. And I'm sure I can find some exciting news throughout the entire weekend. It should be a really good week uh, coming up for episodes. And especially, uh, I'm sure there's a lot of news that's going to be coming out of this weekend. Of course, we have post-survivor series, all that fun stuff. I can't wait to talk about it. And I'm sure you can't wait to listen. So until then, guys, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the time with your family. Don't worry about anything else. Just enjoy the time with your family. Uh, I know there's a lot of states that are trying to do some dumb shit with the lock, with the lockdowns and the orders and all that stupid stuff. Enjoy time with your family. It does not matter. Um, fuck them. Enjoy time with your family, no matter what. And uh, just remember, you have the Fourth Amendment, so just putting that out there. Anywho, enjoy your weekend, guys. Spend time with each other. Love each other. Enjoy some turkey. Enjoy some football this Sunday. I know I will with the Seahawks. Actually, no, I got to wait till Monday for that. We'll talk. We'll worry about that later. Enjoy time with your family. Enjoy. I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of the weekend. And I'll see you guys right back here this Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for episode 272 of the YLP Podcast. See you! This has been a Wrestle Attic Radio branded podcast.